You're listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any electrical needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Welcome into A Very Moody Sports Show. I'm Daniel Moody. And this is Zach Whittington on episode 60, 60, 60. The sound effects. I love it. Echo. Echoes. So, <clears throat> this week and a half off, almost two weeks off. It's, it went by quickly, Dan, don't you it think? It did. It felt like I said, I think I said been it busy? to you. Uh, it seemed like Monday happened last week, and then suddenly it was Saturday and we were going to the Clemson game. It was, it yeah. was very quick. Very quick. And you know what it is. We're 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 movers and shakers, so we got uh, appointments, we got we got jobs. Uh, we don't have families to feed, per se, but I do have a dog, and uh, it's a lot of work. So he's actually sleeping right beside me during the podcast recording here. But Dan, sports, full swing. Well, kinda. I was thinking baseball when I said full swing, but baseball's over. So, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, we. I would say full swing for football. Uh, but we've gotten the back end. Uh, obviously, we've moved through the NBA. There's some NBA news that came out, uh, and then obviously we have the ending of the MLB World Series. Uh, the past uh, before we got uh, to the end of the last pod, uh, we had reacted to the NLCS. We were probably on Game Two of the World Series at that point. Um, but at this point, we are at the end of the world series and uh, we'll get to that obviously we will get to all these good sports topics but zach i wanted to know if you had been aware of the current debate going on if you will obviously uh our country going through this time currently we are in uh and uh, we are things are a little on edge and so there's obviously the heated debate that's going about we're trying to figure out exactly which side we fall on so zach i was going to ask you uh as we are you know you're about to do this red or blue dorito Oh, Doritos. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, uh, wow. Um, so it depends. <laughs> it depends. I, I enjoy both Doritos. Red is the classic. I think you would agree, it's right? It's obviously like, classic, original Doritos. So we're talking nacho Doritos, red bag. It's been a while since I've had Doritos. But uh, growing up, I was a big Cheeto fan. Just shout out to Cheetos. I know they're not involved in this election but debate <laughs> but uh red doritos great really one of the best chips ever made however there was a point in my life when i started drinking beer that miller light and cool ranch doritos i swore was the best combination on earth so under those circumstances blue doritos however 
I'm give me a bag of reds. Zach, man. Zach, a blue Dorito guy. Uh, obviously, wait. The I feel like I'm with you. I've been on both sides of it before. Uh, I've enjoyed the red Doritos. They're classic, as you said. But the blue Doritos uh, also bring a little zest to the party, as you said. A little coolness, a little ranch. Yeah, I like. Listen, if you're an American, a little bite. You love ranch. We all love ranch, but with a calming factor. <laughs> a calming factor. Dude, Cool Ranch Dorito is pretty good because I only ate red Doritos essentially my whole life. And then I was in Clemson and I got a little snack size bag of Cool Ranch Doritos and I was drinking Miller Lite and I was like on to something here. The combo. I'm repeating this and I, I would do that from time to time. So Cool Ranch Dorito, Miller Lite. It's been a long time. I may have to make a run to the uh, corner stop for some blue doritos i'll take my order uh as well a little miller light a little cool ranch blue doritos um but obviously guys we're just yeah, have a little fun gotcha uh, not talking uh, politics uh, you know obviously we talking go, sport. go somewhere else for that we're here for sports and we have the sports as i told you there's obviously we have the sports all of them and the biggest one of them all zach the triumph, the Greenville triumph, our home team, the squad, if you will. Uh, somewhat of sad news that is also great news at the same time. That is also. Um, so, Zach, Greenville triumph, we're going to be hosting the USL League One Championship. Obviously, we had talked about it. We had previewed it a little bit. The Omaha, uh, Union Omaha coming into Greenville for the final Uh but due to obviously the time we're in where we have a pandemic going, COVID-19 cases were uh, found on the Union Omaha team. And so based off that, as we approach the game, the front offices, I did see that uh, Dallas J had put up something on Twitter where uh, he sort of just explained the situation and how he felt about it. But he did say that the players did not have a vote in the situation. So it was a front office decision and probably a league decision as well uh, to cancel the final and they have named the Greenville Triumph the uh, USL League One 2020 champion. Um, so Zach, initial reactions give them to me. Woo! <laughs> but uh yeah, you know, you want to play the game and prove it on the big stage with the pressure and the lights and the fans, but You'll take a championship. They were the number one team all year. So you have that at least to put on your on your shoulder, on your in the back of your mind when you're thinking about how is this a real championship? Yes, it is. You're you went to the final the first year as a team. You lost. You come back, you dominate the year, you go to the final, you probably are gonna win. You never know. But hey. No game. We went to the replacement game. Uh, I did not. You and Andy did. Oh, uh, yeah, you did not. Um, I'm sorry. You went to every other home game with me. I just so remembered it that way. But uh, I actually went to the – they did a scrimmage of sorts slash ceremony for the uh, Greenville Triumph. USL League One had a stage after the game, presented the trophies. They all did like a hoorah, put it in the air. I put some of it on the Instagram story. But uh, yeah, it was fun. It was they were messing around, just trick shots and crazy balls and no defense, and it was it was 
And it ended 4-4 draw between the two teams. So, pretty cool. Greenville Triumph, USL League One champions in a pandemic year. Hey, so. hey I'm with you. I've, as you said, obviously, everybody wishes we were able to play the game. Um, and obviously, we do want to say here, uh, hope all the Union Omaha players that did test positive are feeling okay and you know recovering. Uh, hope all is well because, you know, hopefully we get to see them next year. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a few changes into the league. Uh, there was announcement, Zach, Fort Wayne. Indiana getting a team. Uh, that's exciting. They'll be coming around in 2023, though, uh, so that is a later on. But uh, 2021, uh, there will not be a Orlando City B team any longer in the USL League 1. T- uh, I think we did mention that on one of the previous pods. Uh, but, like, uh, you know, congratulations to Greenville Triumph. Well done, everybody. Uh, can't wait for next year. Hopefully we are back to a you know regular schedule, regular season. We get to uh, make a playoff run like we did that first year. Because uh, the first year we were there, the Reedy River Riot they were loud every single game, and like it it was mellow this year with the uh, regulations and the the crowd was there. It was a good number of people, but we weren't going. Yeah, bonkers yeah. by any means all game for a comparative soccer environment what it could be is what i'm saying so well they didn't allow in like certain instruments like the drum and things of that nature so next year as you said we'll be able to have a lot more going on it'll probably be a little more rowdy uh but and you hope with a championship win like this that we're going to have a little more uh you know exposure throughout greenville and throughout the upstate and hopefully we get a little bit of a larger crowd next year larger than this one uh this year i definitely think we even in a pandemic we were you know holding pretty steady numbers the whole time so uh very very great season uh well done congratulations can't wait for next year go greenville triumph definitely getting new merch now that we got a star on it that's going to be fine uh zach we talked about it we previewed it a little bit the mlb World Series was decided recently. We have the decision of the LA Dodgers uh, getting their first championship in over three decades. Uh, Clayton Kershaw excised his demons, sort of, if you will, uh, able to get a couple good games in that uh, World Series run, and uh, you know they beat the Rays. Uh, They get the final. They get get the get the pennant trophy. Uh, any impressions on it? I'm not really thrilled as a Braves fan. I wish to God the Rays had. Yeah, man, this season didn't count. Braves should have won. <laughs> not, not a big Dodgers guy myself. Uh, we'll see you next year where it matters. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> if the Braves had won the World Series, it would have counted forever and ever. Just gonna say it. It would have been the most single-handedly amazing sport feat (laughs) getting through a pandemic as an Atlanta team full of kids and winning the title but that's it's no feat for the Dodgers you're one of the highest payrolls in baseball like the I was surprised that it's been so long since the Dodgers had won a World Series I will I will tell you that but it's because a bunch of choke artists I'm just kidding I don't don't mean to hate on the Dodgers because the but anyways Whatever, we'll see you next year. Go Braves. I'm still salty. 
Love the Bravos. Uh, Zach, NBA, we do have a little announcement as far as the 2021 season. Uh, it will start December 22nd, so a little later start than what they normally would be going with. Uh, and it will be only... Players don't like that. 72 games. Players do not like the December 22nd start. There was supposed to be a Christmas Day start. They also didn't like the Christmas Day start. This is like the players' union reporting about like the players' association or whatever, whatever it's called. The organization that represents players was like, "No, we're not happy with Christmas Day. We're not happy with 22nd. We want New Year's." And that makes sense. You spend the whole like Christmas holiday with your family essentially. Then you start playing. Well, and Zach, I feel like this is something where like even if. Now, with them shortening the season to 72 games, it may change a little bit than if it was a regular 82-game season. But if this is regular 82-game season, you're LeBron James, and it's starting on the 22nd, you don't want to play. You're going to be like, all right, I'll show up whenever I show up. You know, the there was a quote for LeBron that came out today. He was like, first half of the season, I, first half of the season I'm cherry-picking. That's what we got AD for. And that's the thing is, your man going to be resting all of the first half of the season. He ain't worried about it. He'll make a playoff push. They'll do their thing. He'll be back to where they always are. But, like, man, LeBron is not going to sit there and mess around. He's tired. They literally just got out of the bubble, like, four weeks ago. But Lakers need to repeat this year for LeBron's legacy's sake if he's going to beat Michael. So That's true. Operation Go Time. Uh, so, uh, also, little NBA trade news. Although the trade deadline uh, for, you know, not a lot of trades happening, not a lot of movement happening so far. But you see Philly and the Rockets currently talk of James Harden potentially being moved over to Philly. Zach, if that happens, do you think they bring him in, keep Embiid and Ben Simmons, or do you think they send Ben Simmons away? You're going to send... That's what I was feeling. Probably send away Ben Simmons. Yeah, so that's the only way I see it, because Harden's top five player in the league, top ten player in the league. So Houston just hired their coach, Steven Silas, who actually had an interim stint in Charlotte as our, like, temporary head coach when Steve Clifford had some medical issues but yeah Steven Silas uh, got the promotion to the Houston job after Daryl Morey went to uh, Philly so there's a lot of rumors right now a lot of smoke who knows call me back in a couple weeks well uh, you know what they always say Zach where there's smoke there's fire so we will see what happens fire 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 uh, but I think it'd be intriguing to see a little James Harden uh, Joel Embiid combo I think that'd be something that sounds scary. Sounds scary. And I'll say in the West, when you take James Harden off the Rockets, you put him on, you put Ben Simmons in his place, you already have a bunch of three-point shooters, and Ben Simmons ain't going to pull a three. So it sort of works out where Ben Simmons just drives the ball. Russell Westbrook's still there, right? Westbrook's still there, so you have another guy who can sort of be on the ball if needed. But if with Ben Simmons, I think you just sort of swing ball him out as soon as they don't. he can't score in the post. It's pretty simple. Well, you heard it here, folks. Just swing ball him out. Um, so with that being said, as a, not a lot else happening in the NBA, uh, so uh, football we are in the prime time of college and NFL football time. Zach, uh, prime time. Prime time. He's on TV. Oh, also on TV. 
Primetime. Oh, Deion the Sanders. Store. The Subway commercial for Deion Sanders, him signing footballs and jerseys and stuff, it's absolutely hilarious. Order on the app on somebody's head. Uh, anybody. Anyways, Zach, college football. Clemson, Notre Dame, this week. Are you nervous? First question. First off, we're going to rewind back to last week where me and Dan and Andy and Sam Sam all went to the Clemson-Boston College game. I keep wanting to say Syracuse because we always struggle with them, but we struggled with Boston College, and that is the way to define the game, a struggle. It was a close game, obviously. Yeah, so they got out big. It was like 28 to 10? Yeah, 28 to 10 at one point in the first half. Looking pretty bleak, pretty uh, scary. DJ Uyagalele going ham in his debut. 31 of 40 for like 350 something, three touchdowns. Crazy. Clemson, he did a lot better than Trevor Lawrence in his debut. I can tell you that much. Got the W. And going into next week, am I confident about Clemson versus Notre Dame? Is Notre Dame a product of these faulty rankings that I have mentioned over the last few weeks? Is that why they're so high? I think so. But Clemson definitely had some areas of concern to me. We couldn't stop Boston College. If we had super glue in the first half, they were just going right down the field over the top. Passing, secondary had nothing to do. We would almost get pressure on the quarterback. You would let, we would lay out the quarterback and he would throw a pinpoint pass 25 yards down the field. So areas of concern, and we also, there was no pass rush at times. So am I that confident? No. Do I wish we had Trevor? Yes. If we're losing in the second half, is Trevor going to play? I don't know. They say he's going to coach, I think. Said he's going to coach from the sidelines against Notre Dame. But, Dan, what did you think of the Clemson game against Boston College and – how it stacks up going into this week. So I personally, as you said, like uh, just like you said, I think DJ had a fantastic game. Um, even though Clemson did struggle, I think it was more on the defensive side. They struggled with BC, and they did clean up in the second half. No points allowed in the second half. But that being said, DJ, obviously, some shaky points. He had a couple overthrows that I saw. It was like a sort of repetitive problem I saw during the game against BC. And so you just got to hope that these are things he can sort of fix. But also tough going on the road. Notre Dame, even during the pandemic, limited stadium seating. They've proven that they can get a home field advantage with the crowd. And it's going to be a big game, so they're going to be there loud. Um, So I think it's something that stacks up against DJ a lot. Uh, But that being said, DJ has a chance to definitely do it. I think this Notre Dame team is more serious than what you would give them credit for. Maybe not number four, but this is a team that struggled with uh, uh, likes of Duke, likes of Syracuse, teams like these, but it was during this time when they were coming back from uh, uh, being out because of COVID issues, things like that. Now that they've been running for a few weeks, they're looking really good. Defense playing well, running the ball well. Ian Book's not turning the ball over, so they're going to be a tough out. But, Isaac, one thing I want to note right now. I'm not saying right it's... Right now. Right now. I'm going to note it. Right now. I'm not saying it's absolutely true. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But, guys, if DJ Uyulangale has a good game at Notre Dame, if he goes off for at least two touchdowns, probably about 200 yards... Do not say what you're about to say. This man 
will force the thought for people that Trevor Lawrence sort of isn't just what all Clemson is, that there is pieces around Trevor Lawrence, and that would drive Trevor Lawrence draft stock down, rising Justin Fields up to number one. So just watch yourselves, guys. In a few weeks, we could be talking as Justin Fields continues to look good. Ohio State's playing well potential that Justin Fields becomes the number one draft pick for the NFL over Trevor Lawrence. Watch yourselves, guys. I had no idea that's where that was going, but still, we can only hope for Trevor's sake. <laughs> Trevor will take it. He says, I don't want to go to the Jets. Take it. If anything, Trevor Trevor to Atlanta campaign is on. Trevor's a dirty bird in the making. Let's make it happen. <laughs> All right, well, guys, also, we got some SEC big matchup. Number eight, number five, Georgia, Florida. Uh, This is going to still be played in Jacksonville even during the pandemic. I think that's sort of weird. I don't know why we're playing it in Jacksonville. But that being said, uh, this game will decide the East. uh, And currently, it is looking iffy for both teams. Uh, But currently, UGA's offense... Sort of hit or miss. Uh, if the running game's not going, it's concerning. You do have questions of if it's going to be the mailman, Stetson Bennett, at quarterback. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. Note, Georgia does have about five starters on defense out due to injury. Uh, and then also, Florida has two suspension of starting players due to fighting in their last game against Missouri at halftime. Fighting. Fighting. Okay, exactly. So, Dan, you've been telling me about this all week. So, just just go ahead and air your dirty laundry. A little dirty laundry. Obviously, I'm a Georgia fan. I don't like Florida all that much. But, guys, this is something I just can't stand about Dan Mullen. All right. This man. All right. End of the half. Missouri hits Kyle Trask late. Definitely was a late hit. Definitely was a roughing the passer. No flags thrown. Dan Mullen, in response to no flags thrown, as his offensive line, his entire offense is walking to the locker room, everybody's walking to the locker room, Dan Mullen, a grown adult, charged at three Missouri defensive players screaming at them. And then then the the fight persists to happen between the two teams going to the benches clearing, me in the middle of the field, full swings being thrown. Uh, So a little bit of a nasty look for the league, for college football in general. But then after the game, you have Dan Mullins in there saying his players got to be more calm, got to control themselves, got to be more. I'm like, man. He was in the thicket. This man promotes it. He loves it. After it happened, he comes out of the tunnel before going in at halftime. He comes out hyping the crowd up because, you know, we were just in a fight. He's all about it, man. I don't like Dan Mullen. I can't stand him. I think he's bad for college football. I think that, wow. again, just I do not like The him. man brought Florida back on the map. No, he didn't, man. This is also another note. This is why I'm never worried about Florida as a Georgia fan because this man, can't he can't even keep himself calm, let alone his team calm, to come win a big game. Dan Mullen, get out of here. I don't like that. Get out of here. Get out of here. Guys, last college football game I want to talk about. A little preview of one. This is for the local team, local fans. Let's talk a little South Carolina game because we did the Clemson game. Bah, 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 bah. I love that. Um, so, 
A&M coming <laughs> to Columbia, South Carolina hosting uh, on one loss A&M team that's rolling right now, Zach. Uh, Kellen Mond is on fire. What are your thoughts on Kellen Mond? Obviously, as a Clemson fan, you've seen him play a few times. Yeah. Uh, what's I mean, your thoughts? I mean, it's great. You got good play coming in. It's just, I don't know what to expect out of South Carolina, you know. That's totally fair. South Carolina up and down season. Colin Hill has looked good, and then he's looked bad. He's had off and on. Their last game at LSU, they sort of looked good for a little bit. They struggled to get the passing game going. A few mistakes here and there that caused a few defensive touchdowns, interceptions, things of that nature. Uh, But the running game looks sort of good. That's some hope for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, with this A&M game, man, I do think A&M's on fire. They have a running back, uh, last name Spiller, uh, that's looking really good. They're running the ball effectively, which makes Kellen Mond more effective in the passing game. Their defense looks good. But I do believe this is a game, 7:30 night game for the Gamecocks. I think if, if Will Muschamp can get the defense ready to stop the running game and make Kellen Mond throw the football – think South Carolina has a chance to win this game. South Carolina's defense has looked good to me. I've not been, uh, you know, it's struggled at LSU, but you're playing at LSU. It's a big game. It is what it is. But I think this South Carolina team has shown they can stop a, you know, stop an offense if needed. I think they have good lockdown corners to go up against big receivers that uh, A&M has. So just get the get the running game stop for A&M, and then Colin Hill, don't turn the ball over. Run the ball. Do as little as you can in the passing game. Run the ball heavily. So you were looking up pictures of Colin Hill before this, <laughs> and he looks like a hybrid Connor Shaw, Stephen hybrid, uh, Garcia, <laughs> like crossover. <laughs> Sasquatch Connor Shaw is what he is. He's got the Connor Shaw look, uh, but he's got hair. And Connor Shaw, obviously, did not. He he had none. He was a bald man at a young age. Little did we know at the time, Connor Shaw was the best quarterback in South Carolina history. I think, man, I think some South Carolina fans knew that. If you go back and talk to some of them, I swear some people are saying this man's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever had. And they'll say the same thing about Steven Garcia, but Connor Shaw. No doubt, probably the best uh, quarterback in South Carolina history. Um, Before we get out of college football, we'll truck into the NFL for a second. First off, episode 60, Otto Graham, throwback, throwback quarterback for the Browns. I have no idea what era, what years, or anything he did. You've heard the name. Everybody's heard the name. Listen, (laughs) if you watch sports, if you enjoy sports, you know you've heard the name Otto Graham. We always hear about it. But guys, listen. Me and Zach were born in 1996. 95. 95, 96. I'm your elder. We started remembering things about football and sports. You know, past the... I know more about graham crackers than I know about auto. That's... Dude, I love a graham cracker, though. Yes. Anyways, (laughs) play for the Browns. Speaking of Browns, the Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Odell Beckham... Taurus ACL for the second time in three years on my fantasy team. That doesn't matter. I've all, it, but you know, it kind of mattered. And then Cam Newton also playing bad this year, but the Browns, he's also on my fantasy team. That's why I said that. It was a, it was a bad week in fantasy for me. <laughs> but 
<laughs> the Browns lose Baker Mayfield, uh, Odell Beckham, and then Baker Mayfield, I guess, plays horribly because they only scored six points against the Raiders. And a what was it, sixteen to six? Yeah, sixteen to six. Probably the worst game of Baker Mayfield's NFL career, especially and the inconsistency coming off a of dancing in the locker room to be five and two. You know, it's just like you gotta know better. You got well, you, you're gonna get murdered in the media if you do this stuff but hey you're winning i understand you're dancing you're baker mayfield i get it but hey brown's not looking too uh hot right now and especially with odell going down and i think dan it's time to talk about this where does odell end up next year this just popped in my head packers that's a fair he doesn't fit in there, he but he might. He doesn't fit in there. I mean, he can go anywhere, really, but at the same time, now with the ACL tear, is he as movable as he was? Because obviously, I think it's, you know, he was more movable before. Now, somebody's still going to go on him. With an ACL tear, you actually got to be a little, though they may be a little more hesitant with that. Uh, Zach, another team that is right there with the Browns as far as being awful is the Jets. But the thing of the Jets is, Zach, the Browns are trying to win. I think the Jets, Jets are actively trying to lose. No, I just think Adam Gase has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> and management knows that, so they keep him in a position for them to tank. Sam Darnold to the Cowboys? Oh, that's not a bad idea. They do need a – Andy Dalton has been put on IR. Uh, he is no so. – You're saying trade him now. Oh, wow. I mean, not now, but the same – NFL – oh, no. The NFL trade deadline came and went it is over the weekend, and nothing time. happened. That was – you know, it was the only thing happening on Tuesday was the NFL trade deadline. Only thing on Tuesday that happened. Um, um – what else happened? Lamar Jackson didn't look good. The Steelers still six and zero. Seven and zero now. Seven and zero. Only undefeated team in the NFL. Uh, I mean, that's crazy to me, man. I didn't think that did something you didn't expect at the beginning of the year for NFL was Ben Roethlisberger leading the Steelers to being the only team undefeated in the NFL. Exactly, and then that's another problem with Baker when you're the fourth best quarterback in your division that it's not it's not boding well fourth best but at the same time the worst team technically is cincinnati but they have a better quarterback joe burrow looking but cincinnati's selling its pieces they got rid of gino i know carlos dunlap they got rid of carlos dunlap and then uh also another player i'm pretty sure and then uh yeah there's a move here and there but nothing special pretty boring Pretty boring trade, though. Well, when, and let's look at some young quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, we uh, with the Steve, uh, well, with Tua starting, he got his first start against the Rams. Um, they looked the the Dolphins get a big win there, but it really was there was a kick return for a touchdown, two defensive touchdowns. Uh, so overall, Tua really didn't have to do anything. There's my phone with updates. Uh, Tua didn't have to do anything. Pretty mild day for Tua overall, Zach. Uh, you said... I mean, it's fine. 96 yards. Your defense and your special teams are the reason that you win the game, essentially. But hey, if you're a Dolphins fan, are you excited? I mean, I, as, a, as, as a Dolphins fan, I consider myself in a manner. Uh, I do think the Dolphins... I'm excited. I think it's good news. Here's the thing is, Tua didn't look awful. He didn't get hurt either. He didn't get hurt. So there's two positives already. That's more than the negatives that he didn't look fantastic. But would you have lost that game if Fitzmagic played? No, probably not. 
probably the same result either way. But, Zach, I have a question for you. Uh, you're not a, not a Dolphins fan, uh, but at the same time, would you prefer to have what currently the Dolphins seem to have where they have a great defense, you know, the top three defense in the NFL currently, uh, a, a good defense, and a quarterback that so what seems like he's going to manage games? Or, do, and, you know, you're going to win games, potential playoff position. Or do you want to have Justin Herbert, who is currently shredding the league, 15 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, and 5 games, but the team is not winning at all? Well, that's it. That's an easy question, bro. It's an easy question. And then here's the thing. That question and scenario also sells Tua a little short because Tua's one game in. What happens in the playoffs when your defense carries you to the playoffs and Tua starts performing like Russell Wilson or something, you know? So, like, obviously give me Tua and the Dolphins. Taking Tua and the Dolphins. And they have, a better, they have a better coach, in my opinion. As a fan, I do enjoy the thought that, uh, you know, I, with Justin Herberts, the Chargers sort of, you know you have a guy for at least six years, seven years, probably more. Um, but, you know, you feel comfortable that you have a guy with Tua. You still don't know, man. It's still a little, the, the jury's still out on it. So, uh, another note from the uh, weekend, the Zach already mentioned it, Cam looked really bad. And they lost to the Bills. The Patriots lose to the Bills. The Bills are now the team to beat in the AFC East. Uh, and it's looking, Zach, that Cam may get benched. Uh, you know, he fumbles the ball. They lose the game uh, in the last few minutes. And so do you think Cam's going going to the bench? Do you think it's a – I don't think so because what's the point in sending Cam to the bench, you know, like <laughs> – just play it out, man. You had defensive players opt out this year. You have no weapons. Cam Newton's coming off of shoulder problems. Plus, he was doing well, and if he didn't fumble and win the game, we'd be having a different conversation here. So I say leave Cam be. Let's just see how it plays out, and hopefully he gets it on track. And You said last week the Patriots, or last pod, Patriots are just doing this, and then they're going to get it together and go on a run. So we'll see what happens. Most likely. They always do. But I will say – one thing you can note uh, for the Patriots with them not seeming to have a great quarterback option, uh, Cam Newton on the one-year deal, you put in St- Stidham, it's the Stidham show, and you're 2-5, and five, man. You could be competing for a top-five pick in the draft, and Justin Fields is there, as I said already, potentially Trevor Lawrence if he's number two. and so. But he already went to Jared. Bill already went to Jared. You got Jared's. I, there's rumblings for Garoppolo back. There could be. I mean, there has been conversations of Shanahan looking potentially to move on from Garoppolo, look for a new quarterback, a Matt Ryan, if you will. You know, Matt Ryan probably moving on from the Falcons after this. So I think. I'm and then Trevor to the Dirty Birds. Trevor, the, everything's playing Trevor to the Dirty Birds. I'm down. Or Trevor to the Packers. No, I'm kidding. Everybody to the Packers. Everybody to the Pack. Before we get out of here, Zach. Before lock of the week. We have two locks of the week, but also wanted to ask you. You said this to me. You said in the I'm going to change the order because I'd rather go positive first. You're saying Brady is the winner and Belichick is the loser currently, based off the fact that yes, obviously, obviously it was all Brady. Belichick, horrible coach. Because just look, look at the records. We have 
what is it, eight games of evidence? Like, what more do you need? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I would pick Belichick over Brady in a heartbeat to start my franchise right now. Well, that's because Brady's 43 years old, but you know. You know what I mean. You know what it is. We do it all the time. We got it for you this week. A lock of the week. Last time didn't go well. My Pittsburgh uh, Panthers looked horrible against Notre Dame. Uh, Zach, you you went for Syracuse to Clemson to cover a 40 spot against Syracuse, and it didn't go well either. Uh, So this week. I'm feeling better. I don't know. I'm still a little iffy, but I'm going with it. Zach, you're taking NC State to cover a minus 14 at Miami. But they won't win. They're not going to win. You don't want them to win. A big old L for the Wolfpack. The U is back, but closely. Closely. Slimly back. Very slim. Slim back. Uh, a slim back, and my lock of the week. I, you know, I love a, I love an outright upset, and I am taking my Baylor Bears to go on the road at Ames, Iowa, and get a win against the Cyclones in prime time late night football. Iowa State. Shout out! Just I'm looking at the ESPN ticker at the bottom of the screen here. Shout out Coastal Carolina. Chanticleer, Chanticleer, Chance, the Shants, the Coastal Boys. We got plenty of friends went there, come through. Huge impact on the state. Just killing it. That the, the football team has been ranked number fifteen. Ranked number fifteen. They've only been a program in the FBS for a couple of years now. It's very impressive to see this and. This is, I think we noted this before, this is a team that won a baseball national championship not but like seven, seven, six years ago. So, like, guys, the shots. Gotta love them. Color scheme. Also. Oh, dude, the turquoise is fucked. Turquoise field fits in with, there's there's only three schools in the FBS that rock different color football fields. Obviously, Boise State in the blue. You got Coastal with the turquoise field. It's a green variation. But then you got the Raging Cajuns, or is it Western Kentucky Hilltoppers? It's the red field. I do you believe it's Hilltoppers? Red field looks horrible. Looks terrible. Listen, get me a natural grass field. I want natural grass field. Turf. Tur- are you turf guy? Well, I was saying turf as in like grass, but I understand how that could be confused for artificial turf. But, uh,. Give me uh give me grass. Easier to land on a little muddy, a little cushion. No no cancer risk. Exactly. Guys, enjoy your week. Go enjoy some sports. Yeah, and let us know how you weigh in on the debate. Red or blue. Red or blue. Alright, guys. We're talking Doritos. We need No, the red or blue pill. Which one would you take? The red or blue pill matrix. Oh. All right, guys, we're out of here. Enjoy your week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Stay tuned next week for more hot takes and good predictions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on Apple iTunes and Spotify, A Very Moody Sports Show. And also on social media, Moody Sports Page. That's M-O-O-D-Y Sports Page, all one word, on social media. And check out our website, 
MoodySportsPage.com. See you next week, guys.